All right. Would you rather have mouths on the back of your hands that insult the opposite gender or a four-inch Audi belly button that sways to the beat of music? Uh, f- for the mouths. You want the like, mouths? No, no, but I'm, but I'm asking. I'm asking a clarification oh. question. I was gonna say, are you crazy? Is it like, is it like perpetual insulting? Like I'm just like I'm like in public, or like I'm out. Yeah, anytime like, you're like, near a woman, it's just it's just slating them. Like it just goes off like like consistently. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then the other one. Because, like, white? You know, do you know the dumbest... Sorry to interrupt your answer, but I don't care. Um, one of the dumbest answers I've ever heard in my entire life. I went to a dinner, like, two weeks ago. And I was with some, some of my friends. And one of the kids asked a would you rather. And it was, would you rather have to fight and kill a chicken every day? Or fight and kill a chimp once a year? And... Oh, what? Yeah, dude, I was like, what? What a stupid question. What would you choose? The chicken. Okay, good. Thank dude, God. you grab a chicken by the neck and it's over. A chimp's going to like sling poo at you for dude, it four t- hours. And it rips your face off. Like you're so yeah. dead. You're so also, dead. Like, like you're just a butcher. Yeah, I know. Like, like you're just, you're just you having a normal a job. You also get freaked. Yeah, what? I don't know. Like two kids said that they'd rather fight the chimp. That's absurd. And they're like, oh, do I get... I forget what they were asking for. It was either a gun or or a, or a, bro. Or a knife. And I was like, either way, it does not matter, bro. Yeah, what? Dude, chickens... Dude, you can, like, punt a chicken. Yeah. Like, I don't... Also, like, if you kill, like, two chickens in one day, are you good for the next? No, no. It's once a day. Like, you wake up and that's, like, your morning routine. But I feel like it'd be kind of nice for me, like, knowing that I have to do that at the start of the day. Um, yeah, I guess. But also, yeah. like, like, what, like, what do you do if you're hitting like a like a long flight? You know, like you're flying to like Singapore. Like, you gotta like murder a chicken on the plane. No, I just assume it's like when you wake up, like you just have to kill a chicken. Fair, fair, interesting. And it like uh, theoretically like just spawns for you. Like you don't have to go find one. Yeah, and yeah, kill yeah, it. Yeah. You're not like just a, there. You're not a caveman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. No, I'm taking a chicken. That's the intro. Um, let us know what you would do if you say chimp. Never listen to another episode again, all right? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Oscar. I'm here with my co-host. Jack. And this is the We Know Ball podcast. We haven't posted in like two weeks. Please, please turn off the soundboard. This is going to give me an aneurysm. Okay. Uh, We haven't posted in like two weeks. And a variety of things have gone on in the world football. Some good. Some. Some maybe not so good. The the what what would you like to cover first? There's a variety of topics. I think the the biggest hitter for us really hits close to home is the situation at Chelsea Football Club. Oh, you want to go through our current events first and then hit your your niche topic? I feel like yes. your niche topic's more interesting, bro. We can we can do it first. 
But yeah. Actually, yeah, this is the value right. prop. This is this week's value prop. Oscar has done a lot of research and worked very hard, so give okay. him little hugs. If I asked you to pin down the country of Liechtenstein on a map, do you think you'd be able to do it? No. Okay. For those is it by Austria? It is. It is a landlocked country in between Switzerland and Austria, one of only two doubly landlocked countries in the world. And Liechtenstein is basically Monaco without the beaches. Um, it's a tax haven and has the second highest GDP per capita in the world other than Monaco. Mm-hmm. Now, this country... So Monaco just integrated directly into the French League, right? They realized that having a local tournament kind of dumb when you have like 30,000 people. Liechtenstein said the same thing and integrated into the Swiss um, League. Except... yeah. The capital in Liechtenstein is a city called Vaduz, and it has about 6,000 people, which, funnily enough, their stadium can hold 7,400, meaning that literally everyone Whoa. could go to a game plus another 1,400. But cool. they integrated into the Swiss League. They, as the best club out of Liechtenstein, are in the second tier of Swiss football. And there's like a few, I think seven others, who vary between the second and the eighth tier of Swiss football. This is not the interesting part. Have you watched the Conference League this year? Um, no. Okay. Isn't there, a, isn't there a team? Never mind. Keep going. The Conference League? So, this started a long time ago, back in 1996. Before Conference the Conference League? league. No, no, no. The uh, oh, okay. predecessor to the Conference League. There's a thing called Con- the Cup Winners' Cup, which... Mm-hmm. Was kind of a B tier, shittier Everton has of one. the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the point of this tournament is that all the teams that win their local national cups, i.e., the FA Cup, um, Le Coupe Nationale in France, the whatever the Italian one is, Copa del Rey, all of that, would then go off and play in this tournament to have the winner of all the cup winners, i.e., the Cup Winners' Cup. Except UEFA decided to literally include everyone in this. So you had teams from Azerbaijan in 1994 and teams from like Lebanon and teams out of Moldova. And you can imagine it was a mess. You had some weirdo bozo ass ties like PSG going on a quick trip to Yerevan in Armenia on a cold Tuesday night to play their game. It was weird. <laughs> so Liechtenstein, even though they don't have a league and they incorporated Swiss League, have a local domestic cup, which has been won by FC Vaduz. I think 32 out of 34 times, which means that they have gone to this cup winners cup perpetually with two exceptions. Um, Unsurprisingly, they get absolutely slaughtered every time they went, except once when they made it past the playoff stage after tying, no, they, they tied nil nil to a Lithuanian university team to then go play PSG and lose seven nil. I'll take that. Wasn't great, but, you know, it's a start. Since that point, they hadn't gone to a European competition since. Mm -hmm. Except for this year in the Conference League. Now, let me explain to you where the shithousery begins. It's a bit hard to have a domestic cup competition when you only have seven teams in your country. Mm -hmm. To compensate for this, the Liechtensteiner FA... (laughs) decided to not only include the seven teams that actually come from Liechtenstein, but also their reserve teams. Which means there is a theoretical route 
in which if you play for, for example, FC Sean, the second biggest club in Liechtenstein, you could play FC Vaduz C, followed by FC Vaduz B, and then in the final, FC Vaduz primary team. Wow. So, this year, FC Vaduz, <laughs> in the first leg, played their C team. They win. In the second leg, played their B team and won. And finally, oh, in the final, played their D team and won. What? How? Yeah, beautiful. Def- like, also, I-, I thought about it. To have a functioning 11, you need 18 players, right? Yeah. Which yeah. means that for this tournament to happen, there was 6% of a city's population participating in a domestic that's, cup. That's disgusting. Right? And then if you take 50% because it's women and men, then 12% of all men were competing in this cup. Yes. It, it, yeah. If you it, take like under 65, it's probably like 25. Yeah. So point is, they beat themselves three times over, qualify for uh, playoffs in, I mean, to get to the conference league. Oh At which God. point, if I'm not mistaken, they played a team um, out of actually they did pretty well they did surprisingly well um they played dina pro one who are reigning ukrainian champions who beat shakhtar and drew 2-2 had a return okay. leg in Liechtenstein, drew nil nil one on pence and went to the conference league dang uh they didn't exactly do well yeah they drew twice and lost four times and finished on two points for negative six goals. Did score five times in total, right? Except, just to remind you, this is a team in the second tier of Swiss football. Yeah, that is actually kind of crazy. All of this. So, so how are they? How are they able to qualify? Then they beat their B team and C team. Yeah, so they beat all their reserves team, and then through that, won their domestic cup. Which means that UEFA counts them as like a valid entity, and they go hit um, playoffs to go to the conference league. At which point they played some Donnies out of Ukraine uh, and That's ended crazy. up in a group in the conference league. Yeah, wow. Unfortunately, this is where FC Vaduz uh, die. Long yeah. story short, they got knocked out of a conference league, so there's no hope of them being in it next year. They also are going to get relegated out of a second tier of Swiss football. Wow. Um, which is not great. And uh, the Lichtensteiner FA has tragically announced that they are considering dropping the domestic cup as sending out 18 no. who are like plumbers and line cooks to Ukraine on a given Wednesday. Not the best thing for them. Oh. But... That's my speech about uh, football in Liechtenstein, which honestly, kind of in a weird way, gives me hope, right? No, for because, what? No, no, listen, in my mind, <laughs> if a team in the second tier of Switzerland can go to the European stage and not lose every match, admittedly, let, yes, they lost four, but they still mm-hmm. drew two, maybe one day. We could see Everton get three points in the conference. Shut up. Oh my God. Just perhaps. You that know, is I'm true. Just, I'm throwing it out there. 
I have a little bit of confidence that we could potentially tie against the second tier relegation Swiss. fodder yeah. of Switzerland. Yeah. Potentially, though. I put nothing past us. We do have Neil Malpai up top. He will probably score on our own net before the others. So. You know, I learned something very interesting about Neil Malpai like three days ago. Apparently, what? he's from the same city in France as I am. That would make so much sense. Like, like six kilometers away from where I was born was where this dude like lived for eighteen years. I mean, he kind of looks like you. I'm not he gonna lie. Does not look like me in the slightest, but bro, he kind of does though. He definitely. How tall is Dilmo Pie? That's not what looking like you means. No, I understand, but like, but no, like I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I mate, don't it looks like when you had the blonde hair. I don't want to hear it. It does look like you. <laughs> Big nose. Tan beard. Not tan. Tanner <laughs> than I am. Yes, true. Um. Yeah, no, look at that photo. That looks like you. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, we wouldn't score against him if Neil Malpai's up top. Well, that is a dope story. Um, right? It's interesting. I didn't know that the Cup Winners' Cup still had, like, any leverage into getting you into the Conference League, like, when you well, win your domestic trophy, but... Okay, do you remember? The reason I... I, I was looking at the conversation just, like, to see what's up, and, like, I found a story, and I was like, this is insane. How, like, how does this even happen anymore? Yeah. Uh, except, do you remember the season that Arsenal finished like ninth, but still got the FA Cup? Mm-hmm. That's how we got to Europa League. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I wonder if do you get Conference League from the League Cup? Yeah, no. Now you get Conference League for both. Wait, but you got Europa League for FA Cup. Yeah, it's because the Conference League didn't exist yet. But now, so if you win, like I found a whole thing about it. It's a complete mess. I don't understand why the FA did it this way. But if you win the FA Cup. Yeah. And you're already in a Champions League position, does nothing, you just win the FA If yeah, you win yeah. the FA Cup and you're in a Europa League position, you get sent to Champions League playoffs. And if you win the FA Cup in a Conference League position, you get sent to Europa League playoffs. If you win it and if you're like 14, you just get sent to Conference League playoffs. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. But if you're not in any, if you're not in any position, you just get sent to Conference League playoffs? Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I mean, in theory, <clears throat> there's a way for... I don't know, Grimsby Town set up the yeah. Conference League. That's dope. Which, well, I mean, shout out local cups. <laughs> I do love a local cup. I think that people who don't like like the, the Carabao Cup are pretty cringe because I think that competition is cool. No, I'm, I'm a staunch hater of domestic cups. I'm not going to lie. How? Bro, I just, what? Dude, there's a level to it where I, like, I'm not going to lie. For a Thursday night, I do not care about watching the Arsenal U-12s play against some Donnies from a farm in northwestern England. No, it's just so hype, though. Yeah, but, oh, like, no. when Boreham Wood got to the quarterfinals with us? Yeah, precisely. That, like... That was that's, so gas. That's cool until they meet anyone who doesn't have, like, an electrician at left-back. I know, but they did. They beat Southampton. Yeah, that's right. Didn't Spurs also one year lose to someone... Yeah, they lost to Grimsby. <laughs> they lost to Grimsby lost away. Jose Mourinho away. went. No, we beat Borum Wood, but we went to extra time. No, no, no. I swear you lost a hole. This year, we lost a hole. 
And we lost to Bournemouth. But I don't Let's know see, whether that was FA Cup or EFL Cup. But okay, okay, regardless, whether it's EFL or FA, how do you mm. watch these games and enjoy yourself? Oh, I don't. Well, I don't, I don't watch games and enjoy myself, period. Um, okay, well, I understand. Well, that's fair. But I think it's fun. I think it's fun to see your shitters come out, you know? Like, I enjoy... If, if there's no stakes to it for me, I like watching it because the Premier League's too stressful. I mean, see, I would agree with you on some level, but to me, the fact that there is like a dedicated U23s or whatever U21s tournament like associated with the Premier League just makes it useless to me. Cause, like, yeah, but like, have you ever watched the U23s Premier League? No. Um, no, I haven't. But as much as I can avoid it, unless it's against a big tie, I'm not going to watch Arsenal versus fucking Plymouth. Right? Eh, I think you would, though. I think you would. But I get what you mean. It's right? not like it's not very competitive, but I do also think it's more fun because then when you have those games where you're like, oh, we should win this easily. And then all of a sudden you're one nil down inside three minutes and you're like, oh, my God, we're losing to Plymouth. Yeah, fair, but that's I, a great feeling as a fan. No, yes, but I don't know. The only the only domestic cup game I can honestly remember watching that wasn't like the quarterfinals or above was Arsenal played Liverpool in like the, the round of like one twenty eight or something two years ago, and we went like three three into pens because we banger. No, but we both rocked out like our U fifteens. But like again, yeah, but that's a, a gas. That's a gas game, though. That's three, no, I three. know, but I'm just saying. Like, I, like at the end of the day, this is just a Premier League U twenty game. Like, yeah, I guess so. But you you don't have to watch them play in like the one thousand person little dinky stadium on the training ground. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyways, that is a cool story. Um, did you have one other one you wanted to tell, or um, do you want to get into the the news? Honestly, get into the news. I have another one, but but it's not as crisp, and I need a I need to look at. It. Okay, bet. Um, we'll start with the only club rivaling Everton for the worst run football club in the world <laughs> at the moment. That and Valencia, uh, Chelsea. Whoa. I guess we'll start with the predecessor of news. There's something that happened right after we recorded the last one. Uh, GP, the man under the stairs, the boy who lived came to die. And he died. Uh, Grand Potter, if you don't know, was sacked from Chelsea as manager um, about two weeks ago now, right? A week and a half? Uh, yeah, 10 days, something like that. So, are th- any thoughts on that, Bosker? Firstly, I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit sad to see him go. Yeah. I, I genuinely, as much as I despise Chelsea, I'm a staunch believer in the fact that a manager should be given at bare minimum, one full season or at least two transfer windows if you want to, like, mm-hmm. spread it across that time frame to, like, really install what he wants to do. I guess it's a little more excusable um, with Graham Potter considering he did drop about 400 million pounds in January. But still, like, yeah. I... Like, I don't know. I feel bad for him because he did not get dealt a very kind card, especially with the change in ownership and the fact yeah. that two thirds of his team was injured for his tenure. And the fact that he had like 12 year olds to work with and random people who don't speak English showed up out of January. Yeah. Cause Todd bully went on Twitter. Yeah. I think that was my main takeaway from this is that I think Graham Potter's a good manager. Um, 
I think we all are aware of the fact that he's tactically sound. He knows what he's doing. Um, I do not blame him for what happened, necessarily. I think Todd Bowley is the one who made all the signings. I don't think Graham Potter signed off on them. Um, obviously, like there's certain players where he was like, oh, of course I'd like to have Enzo Fernandez. That's a great player to have in my team. Sure. But then you look at, like, I don't know, I did Fafana and Badia Shile. Like, I don't know if he needed that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he needed a Kukurea. These kind of pl- I mean, probably wanted Kukurea from Brighton, but I'm not sure. It didn't make a bunch of sense to me, and I think the players he was dealt were built for a system that he does- doesn't play. Um, right. Like, he's not built for a five-back, and he kept trying to play the five-back because of his, his insanely good wing-backs. Um, but I will blame him for his rotation. I think it was really poor the way that he managed his team. He didn't stick with an 11 ever. A part of that's due to injury, but I also think that's a part just mismanagement of the team. Um, I mean, to be fair, though, to be fair, I agree with you to some level. But yeah. when you have a combo of 43 players to try out center mid... I know, yes, yeah. Like, you got to find what, like, what works. I agree, I agree. And I think a lot of what happened was... Uh, he had a lot of depth in areas and then no depth in others. It's just bad. The whole club was just mismanaged. Like, why do they have eight wingers and zero strikers? Yeah, you know, they have fourteen center mids. Yeah, and then like four center backs. Doesn't make a, a bunch of sense to me. Um, and then two good goalkeepers. Like we're all forgetting that Edward Mendy won was team of the season goalkeeper last season, True. or two seasons ago. Was it two seasons ago or last season? I think it was last uh, season, right? No, I want to say it was two years because it was when he... That's yeah, when they won the Champions League. league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like he has the quality at his fingertips. I'm, I'm sorry to see that it didn't work out. And I don't think, I don't think Chelsea was the right fit for him anyways. Um, I'm curious to see where he goes next because I don't know whether he can get up to an upper echelon. I don't know if he's fit for it. But if he is, I'm I'm curious about the Tottenham position. Um, I have I have two and England position. Hear me out. Yeah. Allegedly, again, clearly Todd Bowley has been on Twitter. He somewhat has a bit of an eye for Deserby, right? Yeah. Which of course. Do you see a world in which Graham Potter goes back to Brighton? No, because I don't think I don't think they'll go for Deserby. Um, even though Deserby is, I mean, going to be controversial, but I think he's the best manager in the Prem this season. Um, I I don't think they'll go back because I think they learned the lesson of the fact that Brighton builds projects and I don't think Chelsea's a project team. I think they have a lot of quality that just needs direction. And Zerbi and, and Potter are both people who who bring people in to fit their system and can't deal with people who don't fit their system. So I think that Chelsea are more likely to go for Nagelsmann. That's my shout. Fair. So do you, do you honestly believe that Tottenham is the most likely option then for um, Graham Potter? I think it'd be a decent fit. Um, to me, it feels like their investment 
they're going to lose. They're not going to lose a lot, but I think Spurs are likely to sell in the summer, um, even though they just bought big. I think they bought poorly. Um, I think they're likely to sell to clear out, and then if I were if I were Spurs, I would let let Potter come in, give him a war chest. I imagine Harry Kane will leave. Uh, will leave, especially if they don't make Champions League. Um, and so then, and then they'll have a war chest to spend, and they'll give it to Potter. And then I think it'll be that'll be a good signing for them. But also, Spurs are are stupid, and will probably go for Pochettino <laughs> for some, for no reason. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know. It's a weird uh, Chelsea freaks me out a little bit. I won't lie. They're just they've got so much talent that that doesn't play, and then I'm just not sure if it's talent anymore. You know. See, so I just hope that I hope they purge. I, I was gonna say to me, and I understand this is kind of a doomer take on the situation, mm-hmm. but I honestly think this could be genuinely the beginning of a dark age for Chelsea. The. 100%. Combo of overspent, bad ownership, slash American ownership, mm-hmm. and rotating about fourteen managers in six seasons. Like, yeah, I don't know. I could see Todd Bully in next season or the year after say, you know, fuck this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Sell it off to some bum who, again, doesn't really care. Just wants to own a football club, and he just keeps going down the cycle. And we see Chelsea mm-hmm. stuck in fourteen through like eight for five, six years. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be, I, I don't think that'll happen just because of the commercial money behind it. Um, what I do think could happen, as we've seen with Arsenal, is that lull now. You know how Arsenal was top four yeah, all the course. time, like they always finished fourth. Then there was a couple seasons of sixth and seventh. That's more likely what I see happening with Chelsea. Um, obviously, I think this year, I think this year they might finish 12th. Uh, yeah. And then they bring in someone like Nagelsmann. And then if I'm them, I'm clearing out this summer uh, with all the old players that I used to have. And I know that's controversial, but I'd get rid of a lot. The thing is, though, like if you're Todd Bully, right? At what point do you go, okay, I've pumped literally a billion pounds out of his club. And like there's no return on investment. What do I do? Like at what point do you just give up on the project? Well, the thing is that, okay, first off, Todd Bully has already broken the rules of football and and made his, his own. Fair. By doing the ten-year contracts and, and amortization expenses, genius, super smart. I don't know how anyone hasn't done that yet, but realistically, he's not actually out of pocket for like any of these players, and they're probably going to generate similar revenues to what he spends on them. So he's kind of found an infinite money glitch, in a way. Um, because like Enzo Fernandez just signed a contract extension to ten years. Yeah, I saw that. So it's like I. I I don't think he'll give up. What I do think he might do is get a footballing director who's more prominent. Um, I could see him going after uh, the guy from PSG who did Monaco Project, Luis Campos. Or maybe a Davide Ancelotti could be a decent shout to bring in. Um, or, it could, or, or he brings in someone like, I mean, I wouldn't be a fan of it, but if he brings in Nagelsmann, he could bring in Ragnick as a footballing director um, and just try and get the Leipzig project pretty much for Chelsea in the next couple of years and get that young academy feel again. Yeah, That's when Chelsea's at their best. So we'll see. I don't know. It's weird. I honestly, I just, I, I, I really don't foresee 
Chelsea being good at least for a little while. Admittedly, yes, I like I agree with you. I think my estimation of 14th to 8th is a little drastic. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, I still think based on the setup, it's going to be worse than the Arsenal low. Because the Arsenal low was just we switch managers to do. Whereas, like, the Chelsea low is going to be we switch owners, we switch everything, we, like, don't have a core identity, we don't know what we're doing when it comes to business, our transfer research is off Twitter and Reddit. Yeah, but you guys all, I, I agree, so, I agree um, that Chelsea doesn't have the same setup, but I think Arsenal was in a worse position than what Chelsea's in now. Like, your team sucked. Like, you did not have any good players on your team in that lull. You had Alexis Sanchez, yeah. who you then traded for Henrik Mkhitaryan. Great, great trade. Um, and like, what what Chelsea has is an abundance of talent, a lack of management, and a war chest of money. Apparently, so what I'm hoping they'll do is be conservative, accept the fact that it's a rebuild, try and bring in young prospects who are okay with not fighting for Champions League titles, and rebuild with a manager who they give a long term contract to. That was, I think. They messed up in, in signing Potter because I think that's what Potter should have done. But they expected him to go and make a step towards being a Champions League contender guy when I think he's more of a project builder. Yeah, of course. So, I don't know. I, I'm, so, I'm hopeful for him. But they made the worst appointment ever. If you're manager or director of football at Chelsea, right, and mm-hmm. you think to yourself, shit, what player am I going to get to really catapult from this downward spiral into something that can grow? Who yeah. are you looking at in the summer? I need to look at their lineup quickly. Um, first off, I'm targeting a striker. But Chelsea also have a striker curse. True. Um, one of the players I would really try and get if I'm Chelsea, uh, let me start by saying who I would sell, who's got to go. Um, Aubameyang, got to go. I'd sell Conte. I'd sell Ziyech. I'd sell Sterling. Thiago Silva? No, Thiago Silva's fine. He'll end be out of contract anyways. He's 40. I know. But he, he's still really class. Fair. I'd sell Mendy, because I'm not playing him. Uh, I'd sell Ro- Loftus-Cheek. I'd probably sell Gallagher. Then Chilwell? And Pulisic. No, Chilwell is good, bro. I'm keeping Chilwell. Uh, so I'd have a good amount of money to spend. And then... In terms of reinvestment, I'd go after Ivan Tony at striker. Um, I could also I'd be looking at Evan Ferguson from Brighton, their young striker. Um, he's class. Uh, I was thinking who, more uh, Ocean Man type. No, no. See, that's the problem. Again, it's that's that's what Chelsea you'd expect Chelsea to sign, right? You'd expect them to sign a, a big name, who they think will finally break their curse. But for me, it's let's get a kid in who's not, not a ton is expected from. Obviously, Ivan Tony has a higher expectation than, than Evan Ferguson, but I'd bring in Ivan Tony or maybe even a Callum Wilson from Newcastle if I could. Um, get someone who's just reliable and solid up top and then start building off, off of our, our talented young pieces. So like Benoit Badiashile is one of those pieces who I want to grow and become great. Enzo yeah. Fernandez is one of those pieces. Reese James, Ben Chilwell. And then and then slot people in that fit around them, who who makes sense. So, I mean, if I'm going like super ballsy, if I had 
unlimited budget. The player I'd probably, I mean, they have Mudrick on the left already, so I'd keep Mudrick, let him grow. Um, no, man, they've got decent, they, and they need a Madueke, they should just start playing more. And then you debatably go to a three in midfield with Enzo, Kovacic. And then maybe you bring in one more if you get rid of Gallagher and everybody. But I don't know. There's a lot of young talent. I just think it's a formational change and, and a good manager away from being decent. And a number nine. I wouldn't keep Jao Felix, even though he creates a lot. But do you that's what I do. see a world where Chelsea transition uh, false nine wingers cut in type club or no? No. No, because their wingers can't finish. Madu- uh, Mudrik is horrible at shooting. Yeah, fair. And but what I could see them doing with a false nine is wingers bomb and cut back, and that's where you need a Callum Wilson or, or Evan Ferguson, just someone who's in the box poaching. Yeah, um, a Harry Kane. Theoretically, a, a Lukaku could do that for you, but I just don't yeah, think he has no. the heart in him anymore. Yeah, you need no. a dog. Chelsea just has a distinct lack of dogs all <laughs> over the pitch. They've got Reese James, and that's it. Like true. no one else has, and Enzo. Enzo's got a little, a little bit of dog. They had Jorginho and they let him go. What a choke. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's my Chelsea hate. take. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, well, staying on Chelsea a little bit. Frank Dankpard back in job. Yes. As a caretaker, I don't. I don't hate it. I get where they're coming from. Um, he's got. He had a track record of success there, in my opinion. So it makes sense if he's willing to do it for three months just so they can have time to try and lock someone down in the summer and give them a window. It's just, I'm not going to lie, it's a bit weird for me because on one side, two years ago, you did look at this man and say, he's good enough, we don't want him. And now you're completely backtracking on your statement from before. No, no, I, I still don't think he's good enough to manage the club. What Frank Lampard has always been good at is man management. And trying to get the best out of players. I don't think he has any tactical knowledge of how to make a team. Um, but I think what Chelsea's realized is that they're not, they are not going to win, get in any European competition. They are currently 14 points off of Europe with eight games to go or seven games to go. Um, and they are 12 points off of, of relegation. So they're closer to relegation than they are to Europe. Um, I just don't see it. I don't see a world where Frank Lampard does such a bad job they go down. But I don't think it really matters to Chelsea where they finish between 6th and 14th at this point. So Frank's just there to get the best out of the players and hopefully teach some of the young guys um, whilst just steadying the ship for them to get someone else. He's still horrible as a manager. I mean, they lost today to, to Brighton and lost to Wolves. Yeah, they haven't won in... A- and lost to Madrid. I mean, to be fair, though, like, it is real. What are you going to do? And lost to Villa. Yeah, and drew to Liverpool and Everton. Yeah, so it's, it's not been a great run for the league. I mean, he wasn't managing when they played us. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I think it's... I'm glad that he has a job, but I think he is a League One standard manager. So... That's pretty much that. Um, any other comments? 
not really to me it is still just weird that like again they they look to this man said he's not good enough and i understand it's an interim interim come and go and whatever but like i don't know it kind of seems like it means we have the last like two years were effectively for null if you're just going back to where you're at in 2020 which i know there's a champions league in between but Mm -hmm. you just cycled through three managers to go back to the same guy that you're at before yeah, it feels backwards for sure. Right. I'm not. I just think again, it's a, it's a statement how poorly Chelsea are run that yeah, they just go back to what they know. Um, but speaking of Chelsea just battling relegation, I think we can talk about both ends of the table heating up a bit. Um, sure. We'll start. We'll start with the title race. Obviously, you have more to say on that than the relegation race at the moment. You guys are currently I... even on matches played, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That, that draw to Liverpool was not helpful. We also did not play well at mm. all in the second half. We realistically deserved to lose that game. Yeah. Um, Rambo back at it with the camera saves. True. Uh, I still love him. He yeah. that <laughs> that showing on the Cal Freezy podcast really just gave him the edge he needed to not let us drop three points but no mm-hmm. i mean yeah obviously disappointing weekend for arsenal like we in, in a race that's so close and form city and particularly holland is on like dropping points to people in eighth who lose to nottingham forest is not ideal uh-huh. but at least tomorrow we play west ham and hopefully it was an easy three points you could i i think you could safely assume so Right, um, but if you guys fluff it, it's it's unfortunately I think it's game over if that's not three points. Yeah, I mean the the thing that worries me is you still I have to could, play them. Well, not only that because I think that honestly could go either way depending on the day, but I kind of see it. You know how last year we were practically locked into fourth until like three games until the end of the season. And then yeah. we just shat ourselves. Yeah. Like, as much as I don't want that to happen, knowing Arsenal, I would not be horrifically shocked if it were to happen. And you went down to fourth? So, no, we were in fourth for like 16 match days or something. Yes, yeah. And then we dropped to fifth, right? So I'm saying I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if in the last like four or five match days of this season, we somehow managed to bottle while playing, quite frankly, shitters. Yeah. Here's a question for you. I saw a TikTok of some guy asking this. Sure. Uh, as an Arsenal fan, would you rather win the league this year but lose Sokka in the summer or keep Sokka and lose the league? So you either get the league and Sokka leaves in the summer or you don't get the league but Sokka stays. I mean, my first thought is on both ends, I just don't think the question's super realistic. So I just don't think he leaves. Okay, yes, but in the theoretical space. <sighs> I mean, so I'm just, funny. I'm so just funny trying to think of so who... No, seriously, because, like, who, who else would you bring to replace him? I mean... Like, well, like, Rafael Leal? Just, just give your opinion, and then I'll give mine.
I reckon. Oof, Big thinker. Probably, huh? probably win the league this year and let yeah. soccer go because that way at least there's the incentive of like we're gonna need new dms very soon right Jaka and party are both party is currently battling a legal case mm-hmm. so we're gonna need new dms relatively soon. and i think having the incentive of premier league winners next summer especially with money injection from soccer would be great yeah plus that way again like the only person i can really think of is rafa to mm-hmm. to replace him and I mean, I'll, like, yeah, if we're being ambitious, like Vinicius, what? But I just don't think that's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I still think I'm taking with the league this season. Good, good answer. I think anyone who says soccer stay and don't win the league are delusional. That is one of the coldest takes I've heard in a minute because I always believe that the club's bigger than the player. And especially in the situation where if you win the league and soccer leaves, it's going to be for 180 million pounds. Like, I think soccer probably is the best right winger in the world right now. I agree with, I think that's a pretty fair statement. But at the same time, I think you could probably get a top 10 winger in a right winger in the world for 35, 40 million. I just don't think it's. Who would you bring in then to replace him? I'd bring in Serge Nabry, potentially. Same kind of player profile could be Leroy Sané as well a strong left foot off the right side um I'm also I mean I know you guys like to go young in terms of like you guys find younger players I think Solly March could do a great job at Arsenal obviously it's a much less pretty name huh the Dutch kid no the the English guy on Brighton the right mid sorry I was thinking of um Salah Mackers or whatever do you know what I'm on about? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 No, I'm thinking Solly March. Um, he's class. He'd be very good for you guys at right mid. Um, trying to think of who else is, is good at right mid that you guys could bring in. There's a lot. There's a lot of talent that's. I mean, it's not really a, a, a huge upgrade. It's actually quite a downgrade. But I think Dango Atra from, from uh, Bournemouth is really, really class. He was who we were trying to sign in January, and he went to Bournemouth instead. Um, but he's a very good right winger, and they cost it cost Bournemouth ten million or fifteen million for him. So it's like you guys could definitely get him for twenty five, um, yeah, I mean, and have one hundred and sixty million to spend on like Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice. Yeah, I was gonna say at that point, like uh, midfield. Sort of- yeah, exactly. So, and and you guys have a Premier League title, which has been what 10, 15 years. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen years, yeah. So it's yeah, it's invaluable. So yeah, um, literally nineteen years. Choke this year's gonna be. 20. It's literally Sokka's age. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I think that's a. In general, I think the the title race now is. It's interesting. Man City looks so comfortable though. I won't lie. Like I look at Arsenal and I can see them losing a game, but I look at City and like today especially, twenty minutes in they're up three 0 It's just like my God, the game's over when it starts pretty much. But that's what I'm saying. I honestly, I think. Like the Arsenal City game, like in two weeks or whatever, I think is literally going to be. I agree. Like I think it's it's very likely to be the decider. So we'll see. It's also a Wednesday kickoff. Sick. Yeah. Um. Down to the other end. Let's speak on relegation for a minute. The table's starting to spread out a little bit at the bottom. 
still pretty congested, but not not untouchable. I'd say now it's probably a bottom six, bottom seven. Uh, I mean the bottom. No, I think no, Southampton I, are pretty nailed. Southampton are really down. I agree. From there, honestly, I could see anyone up until Palace managing to find a way down. I I think that's pretty much what I see as well. Um, those eight teams are pretty dire. I think genuinely we are the worst of those teams, player for player. Um, but I think we have the best manager of those teams. <laughs> but the in Michael Keane masterclass on match day 38. Oh my God, dude. I actually almost cried when he scored. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was there. Like... No, no, no. Oh, oh, I was talking about this. I got Spurs. Oh, oh, fair enough. That was a masterclass, and you have to admit it. That, yeah. that was like the best goal of the year. <laughs> Dude, I don't, um, I, I don't think Everton go down. I, 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 I thought today, today was a day where I could have been much more confident. Um, we just have a hard run of fixtures, bro. Like We just have a, such a shitty run. I mean, um, it, I honestly, no, it's not that hurt. It's pretty horrific. There's there's basically three that I think are pretty guaranteed losses, right? Yeah. Newcastle, Brighton, and City. But like Palace is just as much of a scrap as you are. Lesser is worse than you. Yeah. Wolves in there as well. So is Bournemouth. Yeah, I know. The issue is three out of those four games you named are away. True. And you also have four relegation six pointers in seven games. Yep. So, so it'll be it'll be interesting, but again, I I am I am not confident at all. I'm not confident. That's a complete lie. I am I'm backing my manager fully. I think we are horribly, horribly terrible. Like we are genuinely the worst team in the league this year. Fair. Um, but I do think we might we might have enough in us, a little bit of gas to push us over the line. But the real question is if, if we if we get some kind of issue for the Deli Ali transfer um from that independent board, that'll be the, the decider of whether we go down. I was um, gonna say, for you, what do you think is the thing that can help your case most right now and also hurt most? Help our case the most? Yeah, help and like what do you think is for the, the, for the financial or just, no, just generally of keeping Oh, um well today's lineup is the nail in the coffin. If we play this lineup for the rest of our games, we will not win a game ever. Like genuinely, this is the worst team I've ever seen us put out like player for player. Great. You've got a front two of Neil Malpai and Damari Gray. Good. A midfield four of Dwight McNeil, Idrissa Gonagay, James Gardner, and Alex Iwobi. And a back four of Mikalenko, Tarkowski, Keane, and Godfrey. That is that is league bottom of the championship level team. There's not a single player in there that I think deserves to play for a Premier League team. Oh, Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford and maybe Alex Iwobi and maybe Tarkowski. But the rest of those are, are championship fodder. You're not pro Mikalenko anymore? No, no, not at all. He is horrible. Oh my god, he is so bad. Fair. So, imagined you're, you backed him still. So, I mean, the things that are really important for us. Uh, one, Amadou Onana has to come back. I don't know what happened. 
but he he if he doesn't play the rest of our games, big problem. Uh, two, Dakure suspension. Obviously, you just can't really control that. This is our second game without him. Um, so we have one more without him, which will be interesting. And then three, which I just lose more and more hope in every day that it continues to go on. Uh, Calvert-Lewin could potentially do something. Is he alive? Maybe. Like, what is he, what is he doing? Bro, he, this was his first week back in training this week. Uh, but, like, what happened? Did he die? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. He played, like, 60 minutes against you guys and then just never played again. But we won that one game he played in. So, I don't know. When was that? That was February. So, uh, it's been, what, yeah. two and a half months? That's February 4th that we played against you guys. But he didn't play a single game before that either. So, or he played in the Crystal Palace game in October, and we won 3-0. So the games he plays in, we do well. I just think having a threat in the box is so huge. But I'm, I'm hoping, I kind, of, I kind of rate Sean Dyche for holding out this long. Um, well, because... Like sacked? No, no, holding out on, on Calvert-Lewin, that's what I mean. Oh, uh... Like not playing him before he's fully match fit, because... I think so many times that he's been injured, our past managers have, have pushed him back before he was ready. And that's what just keeps getting him injured over and over. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't hate the fact that he's not back yet, but if he does not playing next week as a sub, at least, that's when I'm going to start having to get mad at Sean. Unless he comes out and says DCL like tore his ACL or something. Andros Townsend's coming back soon. Which Probably. is a horrible, horrible statement to have to make. Yeah, I was gonna say, Jack, come on. But to be fair, like, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have a winger on the Dude, bench. Thousand? What is this? Crystal Palace in 2014? Bro, what are doing? Do you want to? Okay, I'm gonna name our bench for you. You tell me how many of these players you recognize. Okay. Yeah. Patterson. Sure. Tom Davies. Of course. Ellis Sims. Yeah. Asmir Begovic. Yeah. Holgate. Of course, Mason. Big up. Mina. Yeah, big up, Yari. Cody. Sure. EDL defense. Samuels Smith. Uh, tragically, no. Mills. Uh, neither. <laughs> and now I want you to guess how many of those 10 players are... Uh, like where? How many defenders are there? Um. Ooh. Are you including Asmir Begovic as a defender? Yeah. Uh, seven. Six. Yep. Seven. Seven yeah. out of the ten of those are defenders. Nice. That's that's so great. That's... Having having one outfield player who can get subbed in would be pretty nice. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to Andrews Townsend coming back. Just as someone who can kick a ball. Yeah. Honestly, cool. uh, valid. What's Dan Juma doing these days, by the Riding a bench. I'm so happy we didn't get him. <laughs> Actually, so happy. Yeah. And, I mean, I miss Coleman, too. Coleman, Coleman better be back next week as well. I don't, man, I don't know, so man. Bad. We're just so shit. Like, oh, my God. We're so bad. No, honestly, I, I still believe. You know, go see, I believe. Play. I believe. I, I pray and believe. I just think there's teams worse than us with harder, harder games. Yeah, I think I would, like, give it on the – Southampton and Leicester 
are still worse than Everton in their current. But Leicester has better players than us. Yeah, but Leicester just don't have it. I know, Leicester, I know they Leicester's don't have been it. Fighting that 2016 5,000 to one, way too long. It made no. Yeah, but look at look at Le- Leicester's run of games though. Um. No wait. Who do they play? They play Wolves, Leeds, okay. us, Fulham, Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham. There's five relegation fodders in there. Or okay, four. Yes, but they haven't won since they beat Tottenham 4 1. I know. I know. Like, they lost like Blackburn Rose. Jack. I'm aware. I'm aware. No, I'm honestly, just... I believe. I believe. I believe too, but fuck me. It's so stressful. I'm just pissed that this summer I know we're going to sign some Donnie for 40 million and still be shit next year, no matter what league we're in. Do you bring back Morgan Schneiderlin? I'm telling you right now, we're bringing him back. The one, he who shall not be named. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm not going to talk about that on the podcast, but feel free to do your own reading about a uh, redacted former professional football player, age attacking, 33. Attacking midfielder, Nordic. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, um, what else do we have to talk about? Uh, we, oh, Big Ben. Yeah. Big Ben. As I said, I think episode one, I'm pretty sure episode one or two, I said that that's my whole goal for this podcast. To get Ben on. Yeah, I just want Ben. Well, send him a DM, bro. He's, I mean, okay, I'm not going to lie, Jack. Ben is hanging out with Ryan Red. Yeah. I don't think Ben is going to look at our Instagram and go. No, I know. (laughs) I know. I know he's not. I'm just throwing it out. But maybe... Yeah, maybe, maybe one day he comes L.A., you know? Yeah. You never know. All right. To, what did Big Ben do that you want to oh, act uh, as if I don't know? I am not 100% sure, but I know it was like the biggest non-league game of all time, Knott's County versus Wrexham. Yeah, uh, they both have 100 points, right? Uh, no. Wrexham yeah. had 103. Knott's County yeah. had 100, but better goal difference. The winner would get automatic promotion. and the No, because loser... there's still games to go. Well... There's still five uh, games left. Oh yeah, you're right. But I don't know. Like one of them was gonna get sent. To, like basically, one's gonna get set up for automatic promotion. One's gonna have to go through playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the game goes. Good game. I think it's two two in the 90th minute. Wrexham give away a pen. Big Ben makes a big save. Wins them the game. Or they were up three two. Sorry. Um, wins them the game. I'm just happy for him. I just wanted to put that in here. That's why I put it on the speaking notes. It was just Big Ben. I feel like that's got to be such a cool moment for him too. To like, not I. I think he'll probably end after this year. Maybe he'll go into like, he'll be like a secondary keeper. But to know that like you went out in a way that was so memorable for a group of people, I think is so cool. Because I mean, see, um, the clip of him and Ryan Reynolds after a game where he like yeah, lost it's so so sweet, so yeah. sweet. Um, Shut up, Rexham. Yeah, it was. It was. A, I'm just happy for him, and I think, uh, I'm glad to play one more year because it it did feel like when he had chosen to retire, that he was still kind of wanting it. I don't know if you can. I listen to his podcast, so I don't I hear him talk Foster too often. Uh, and like whenever he was, when when he retired, he was talking about like 
knowing the feeling of playing, blah, blah, blah. He's like very adamant, like very obvious that he still wanted to play. And I think this is giving him his final itch, you know? Like he did the thing that he set out to do, which was to get the team that he started at uh, promoted. And obviously getting a global stage with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney is huge as well. Yeah. So I'm just happy for Big Ben. I hope I know I hope he retires after this year. He should. No, it's cool. It is it is un, it is like unequivocally cool. Uh, I'm not or goes he sick. could go US. I guarantee you he could get a contract in the US. I agree. I think he would as well, but I think it's like punditry or like match day vlogs or things like that. You said what? Sorry. I think it's far more likely that he goes like punditry or like social media for a team or like stuff like that. Like Sky Sports. Yeah, but I think type. I think what Ben Foster does so well and i think he'll he'll realize it is he has to be in the locker room getting the behind the scenes stuff no yeah but i think that's why he becomes like a little reporter for sky sports or something. yeah potentially but i just think it's i think it's something special about him him being like a part of it i don't know i don't know i understand what you're saying though right um i just think he could do it in the u.s on his own channel but obviously it comes down to the issue of of uh TV rights and stuff as well. So who okay. knows? What's do we have one more? Oh yeah, one more talking point. Uh Mane versus Sane. <laughs> Ooh. Unlucky. Yeah. Um, uh, for those who don't know, uh was it after the Man City game? Uh yes, it was after the Man City. Oh, okay. Yeah, so after the Man City game, uh Mane ended up punching. Leroy Sané in the head, right? Yes, multiple times. Multiple times? I didn't know it was multiple times. It's gas. Uh, I thought it was three or four, depending on who was saying what. I wonder why. Did Can you pull up an article that talks about it? Okay, I, I'll try to find an article, but from memory, um, I'm pretty sure that it was like, Mane was mad that Sané didn't like, like give out Pep's tactics well enough to Bayern, which was why they claimed they lost. Okay. Like he didn't give them enough intel about like the coaching style and stuff, and like how like the press is gonna work with Holland. And... So he was like, maybe calling to know that. I, I don't know because he's also been there for like two years now, so I don't really know how this is gonna work. Yeah. Also, like, how's he supposed to know how Holland plays? Um. Yeah, but so he does. He he. Close him in the head, calling him a traitor and everything. Mm-hmm. He gets suspended. And yesterday or two days ago, Mane comes out and basically says uh, his aunt died. So he was very emotional and could not control his anger and so on and so forth. And since then has been suspended from the Bayern squad for their game against Hoffenheim this weekend. Jesus. Right. It's going well in Munich. I mean, yeah, he deserves to get suspended. It's crazy because I feel like at Bayern this year, he's been a source of a lot of problems. And I thought at Liverpool, he was such a nice guy. It was hard for me to hate him. Right. And that's easy. Like, no, I why, agree. Why, why couldn't he do this at Liverpool? I would have liked him so much more if he was an asshole at Liverpool. No, you're, I completely agree with you. Because when he was at Liverpool, every story you would see of Sadio Mane. It was so was positive. Like, he built a fucking hospital in Senegal. Like, yeah, point, yeah. You're right? like, damn, this guy's cool. Yeah. And now he like assaults his teammates. <laughs> I used to, I used to say fuck Liverpool, but not Mane. 
and now it's like <laughs> it's just fuck money, not Bayern. Yeah, I don't even know like what's happening. Like I would say it's better, but bro, he was in Liverpool before. Like it's probably better in Munich. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm I, I hope he's doing all right mentally. I think yeah. he's probably he probably just doesn't feel the same love he did in Liverpool, and maybe that fueled him a lot. I mean, um, yeah, because he was at Liverpool for what, like a good six years ish. Yeah, I mean, he was at Southampton before that too. So I just think England was comfortable for him, and maybe Germany's too much. And I know how intense the the Bayern system is. So yeah, maybe he's just maybe he's just not a good fit for it. But I don't know. I hope yeah. he's all right. I'm, I hope Sané leaves. He's a player, by the way. I think it's far more likely Mane leaves. I do too, but Sané, Sané is someone who, as I said before, that's a guy who you could replace Bukayo Saka with and not notice yeah, a ton. Fair. But I see far more likely Sadio Mane to Juventus or like PSG or something like that. Ba- uh, Barcelona. <laughs> Imagine. Didn't, can you look this up for me? Because I remember reading it, but I don't know if it's true that Gavi is unregistered now. Yes. Officially yes. not a Barca player. Um, Barca could not pay the registration fees. So Gavi signing new contracts for X amount of euros and whatever, promising X amount of playtime and all. And the contract had to be redacted. So he's now still on his like youth level U21 contract for Barca. And it ends this year, right? He's yeah. a free agent. And they yeah, just so, agreed to sign Ilkay Gundogan. Yeah, so unless they figure it out in the next like two weeks, Gavi's for free. Dude, imagine he goes Real. Bro, there's no oh, shot. Oh, life would be so good. There's no shot. Like, I, 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 I hate Gavi as a Real fan, but to see him go to Real and then just sit on the bench would be so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. Danny Ceballos starting before him. Oh, I mean, c'est I, magnifique. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all the news I have. I don't know how much time we have left to, to talk, but I mean, I've got more uh, stuff to talk about, but. Yeah, we got like a, like a crisp tenor. I have a little game for you. A little, okay, but. A little who he played for. Oh. Uh, these, they'll get progressively harder and harder, right? Okay. The, the general category is mm-hmm. underrated ballers, right? Underrated by who? By society? By FIFA? I think I think just by commonly. like history, like, like people that that are goods and perhaps aren't brought up in discussions enough, or were very goods and brought up anymore, forgotten. Like okay. that, that sort of. Imagine like a like a Gonzalo Higuain type. Aura. Okay. Do you see what I mean? Got it. Yeah. Your first Donny. Mm-hmm. Started his just to, just to remind me, sorry, I have to name the team that they currently play for, right? Or can I just name the player? I'll just... The, these people play in weirdo-ass players. Uh, I'll make you just guess the player. Okay. This Donny started at a little club in his home country, but his first big club was Udinese in 2012-15. Okay. Do you have Udinese? Oh, I get. I forget. I get a guess after this. Yeah, Udinese. That's the Italian one, right? Yeah, it's where it had like Di Natale. Yeah, he started in his home country, and then 2012 to 2015. Can I ask clarifying questions? Yeah, sure. 
He still plays now, right? Uh, he is still playing. Yeah. Okay. So what would that be? Give me just tenth year now. He also played three years at the pro level in his home country. He's Brazilian. But who is it? Is it Pato? It is not Alexander Pato. He also went to AC. Like that's a decent show. But I think he went Udinese before. That's what I was thinking. But I don't, oh no, that was in 2012 because I was in the FIFA 11 that he was on AC Milan. After Udinese, he went to mm-hmm. Napoli. Oh shit. From 2015 to 2020. Five years on Napoli? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, is he. Wasn't DePaul or there's an Argentinian Donny who played for Napoli? No? Uh, Am I close? Am I hot or cold? You're not far, but you're not like on it. Oh, it's it's gonna be Allen. It's Allen. It is in fact Allen. <laughs> Four of a shits. Do you know where he currently plays? Uh Al Rayad. Al Wada. Shit, I was in close. The Saudi League. Yeah, yeah. That's Next not bad. Up, I'll take that. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'll give it to you. It's pretty solid. Uh, actually, he plays in Dubai. Wow. You say they get progressively harder? Yes, they get progressively Shit. harder. Oh God. Okay. Our next individual began his career at Hamburg in 2007. Currently playing. Currently playing. Yes. Oh. God. Hamburg. I feel like I. Tony Cruz? Uh, no. He was at Hamburg till 2011, by the way. Okay, sorry. Uh, after Hamburg from 2011 to 2014, he went to Mainz. I'm looking up the Hamburg back quickly. I need to. It's the, like, you know, the blue square with a little, like, oh, I mean, oh okay, black yeah. square in the middle of it's like tilted? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after Hamburg in 2011, up until Mines. Mines. Okay, I know like three players who have played for Hamburg. One of which is Hakan Kalanoglu. But I don't think he ever played for Mines because he went to Leverkusen and now he's on Milan. And I think he's like 33. So 2007 means that he'd be... 16 when he played for Hamburg. Is Hamburg the first club he ever played for? Did he play at a youth level before? Um, okay, well, uh, it's weird because it says senior career Hamburg 2, 2007 through 2011, but it also says Hamburg normal 2007 through 2011. So somewhere in that he got promoted to the... Yeah. I'm going to say Hakan Kalinoglu. It is not Kalinoglu. Oh, shit. After Mines, in 2014, he left for Schalke which he was at up until 2017. Oh, Andre Scherler? No, he put, no, stop. That's not my guess. Okay. Because he played for Chelsea. Um, who else played for Hamburg? Wait, what was the last team you said? Schalke? Hamburg, Mainz, and Schalke. There's also a loan spell who's at Hamburg, but fucking 18. Who cares? Was it, where was it to? To Nuremberg. Which, like, I don't think it's going to help you. Hamburg. Oh, uh, shit. Um, I'm just going to... I'm going to go Blachikowski. 
Uh, firstly, Blaszczykowski played for Dortmund. I know, but I didn't know when he played for uh, Dortmund. But no. Okay, can you give me a position before you give me, like, or is there another hint? No, there's, there's a variety of hints. There's a lot more hints. Oh, okay, yeah, go. Um, I'll give you this. Actually, let me, let me do some quick math. Up until this point in his senior career, this man had played... Um, you say anything less than 25 games, I'm going to kill you. 237 games. Okay, cool. And had scored... Oh, he's a forward. Uh, 46 goals. He's kind of bad. I'm kidding, it's not bad. After Schalke... Um, in yeah. 2017, he moved to Stoke City. Oh. Is it Chupo? It is Eric Maxim Chupomoting. <laughs> I didn't know that he played for Mines. <laughs> that's all I needed, though, was the one. There was, that's all I needed was the one. Yeah, dude, this man's career on paper is fucking insane. Yeah, that is disgusting. Hamburg to Mainz, to Schalke to Stoke, to PSG and Bayern. Stoke to PSG is disgusting. <laughs> Just an absolute pipeline. Dude, who? Who does it like him? Nobody. Anyway, and he's still their best striker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. That's crazy. He scored five and That would be a great out. signing for Everton, by the way. Chubamosing? Yeah, I would hope so. I would be so down with that. I have the last one. Yeah, okay. Now, this one, I'm not going to lie. Heike, I will be impressed if you get. Okay. Starting his career in 2007 at Atletico Junior. Still playing. Still playing, yes. Okay. Any ideas? Um, is Atletico Junior just the young Atletico Madrid? Um, no. Or is it in Uruguay or some shit? I'm not going to tell you where it's from, but it is not like the U19s of... Uh, Diego Costa. Uh, it is not Diego Costa. That's a good shout, though. From there, he went on a variety of loan spells. Uh, any of to... note? <sighs> uh, not really. Did he score more than five goals in any of these loans? Um, I'll tell you later. Great. <laughs> in 2011 he moved to Club Bruges oh wait what was the name of his first club um, Atletico Junior or Junior Club Bruges so he's South Americans my guess he played for Club Bruges Wesley uh no, not Wesley. That is that is that's a very interesting shout. Is it close? Is that uh, what you mean or no? No, not really. But Wesley just a player <laughs> I haven't like I haven't thought of since like 2006. <laughs> so it's a good uh, shout then. It is a good shout. Yeah. Uh, he stayed at Club Bruges for two years, from 2011 to 2013. At which uh -huh. point he moved to Sevilla. Shit. Shit. Sevilla, Club Bruges. Axel Witzel? It is not. No, Axel no, no. Axel oh. Witzel did not start. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I realize it's stupid. Give me, let me go again. Let me go again. Yeah, sure. Um, Sevilla, Club Bruges is crazy. 
What years is he at Club Rouge again? Uh, 2011 to 2013. Oh, wait, 2013. Never played FIFA 12, bro. Um. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me after Sevilla. I don't know. Okay, after Sevilla. Actually, do you want the next club or do you want his goal scoring and appearance? Next club. From Sevilla, in 2015, he moved to AC Milan. What? Wait, 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 wait. He might not be a forward. I was just assuming he's a forward because he's Brazilian. Or not Brazilian, a South American. 2015 AC Milan South Americans. Suso? No, he didn't play there. Suso's also Spanish. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm trying to think of Sevilla... Can't think of a single player from Sevilla that I, I don't know. Give me the next one. Okay. This one's so hard. From AC Milan in 2017, he went on loan to Villarreal. Huh? So 2017 through 2018, he was on loan at Villarreal. And he started his career in 2007? Yeah. So he was like 29 years old going on loan. That's crazy. Yeah. This guy sucks. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he sucks. Can't wait till it's like Ebra. And I'm just <laughs> shit talking my, my goat. Literally R9. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit. Who could it even... Oh! Oh! No, no. He plays for Inter. The goalkeeper. The Brazilian what? Donnie. The guy who played for Inter. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Who went to QPR? Yeah, I, oh, wait, the guy I'm talking about or Julio Cesar? Uh, Julio Cesar. No, okay. not this dude. Um, Do you have an next club? Can you give me a position? Or is uh, that a giveaway? No, that's a giveaway. Okay. Like, you know, Do you have an next club? Yeah. Uh, his loan spell at VRL was very successful. Went to VRL permanently from 2018 through 2021. Uh huh. Who the? F- is it Cedric Bakambu? No, it is not. No. Okay, wait. Let me let me go again. Let me keep going. I can get this one from here. I think. I think. I have uh, another few hints that are gonna help you. Okay, but I think I can do it. AC Milan, Sevilla. To what was the club he's at now, or or the uh, last we talked about? Sevilla to AC to Villarreal loan. And I'm in Villarreal permanent. And he's he's South American. Uh, well, I have not confirmed or denied that. I feel like it's it's gonna be like oh but no, but Paco Alcacer was Arsenal and Dortmund in that time period. I feel like right. Um. Yeah, no. One of my shouts. Okay. Cool. Um, also, yeah, he played at Dortmund. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, give me my next one. Okay. Um, he Dude, left Real is... in 2021 to go to Granada. Can you give me the goal scoring or no? Am I just going to be sitting here with my in balls in my hands? His career thus far, in his career thus far, he's played 560 games. God damn. 
Um, but yeah, after Villarreal, he went to Granada for how many goals has he scored? That doesn't... I'll, I'll tell you at the end. I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> That's the only thing I need to know. I don't know where I'm. Th- my head is all strikers at the moment. So yeah, well, if I can maybe keep on that. So okay. yeah, he went to Granada for a season in 2021. Granada? Yeah. Were they in Serie B in 2021? Um, no, I think they were in the... Oh my god. Um... Ooh. Is it Stuani? It's not Stuani. Oh my god, I would have freaked out. Do you want the next one? Sure. In 2022, he went back to his boyhood club of Atletico Junior. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Good. Great. I'm so happy. I have two more hits for you at the end. Don't... Tell me how many goals he scored. So that's going to be the last one I'm going to tell you. If it's two, it's so different. and I'll have to rethink my entire life. I'll give you it's not two. It's more than five. Is it less than 20? Uh, no. But he's back at his boyhood club. How am I supposed to Or do you want the next hints? Let me, let me get one guess in. Yeah, go. Um, AC Milan. What, what years we got AC again? Uh, 15 through 18. And what was his... Did he start at Club Bruges? He started at Atletico Junior and oh, then went to Club God. Bruges. Oh, so he did go to Club Bruges. Yes. He went Atletico Junior, Club Bruges. Dude, this Sevilla, guy has been Milan, everywhere. Villarreal, Villarreal again, Granada, and Atletico Junior. Permanent to Villarreal. I should know that. I really should. Should I? Should I know this guy? Like, be honest. Uh, like, Heike, yes. Like, am I going to be like, oh my god, I'm an idiot after this? You're going to go, holy fuck, I forgot he existed. But... Um, who did Forlan play for? It's not Diego Forlan. Oh. Is he, is he still playing now? Uh, he is still playing, yes. What's his FIFA rating right now? Um, I'm trying to look it up as we speak. Okay. Um, I don't know if like if he's a bronze, he, I'm gonna be pissed off. I don't know if he is in FIFA. Look up his generations. Tell me his FIFA 17 card rating. Um, no. <laughs> Why? No. Is it really obvious? Uh, yeah, it's pretty obvious. If I know his he, FIFA 17 card rating from Villarreal, uh, it's FIFA 17, it was from AC, and it was an 84. Oh, what? I have... Uh, do you want the next hints? Is it like... Oh, I'm thinking like Jose Calajon. He played for Napoli. He's I also think, Spanish. That time yeah, but you didn't tell me he was South American or not. Okay, well, do you want the next hint? Maybe that won't tell yes, you where he's from. sure. In the span of 2010 through 2018, he played 52 games for Colombia. Oh, my God. Is it Baca? It is Carlos Baca. Who the fuck ever even thinks of that guy? <laughs> I, oh my god. What club did I ever use Baca from? 
AC probably. He had a disgusting card in FIFA. Yeah, he had like an 81, right? He had an 80. He oh, had he had an, an Atletico Madrid card though, no? He, no, he never played for Atletico. Oh, that was Jackson Martinez. That's the dude I had in my head the whole time. That was yeah. like he he's not I don't know no. what he plays. Let me let me send you this this um card. Remember Jackson Martinez's card in yeah, FIFA 17? You could play those two up top. Yeah. Look yeah. at this card real wow. quick. This 85 rated inform from FIFA 16. I'm opening it up one second. Yeah, that's like, a beast. He does have two right? star, two star. But... <laughs> he does have two star, two star. But this man also, I just tallied it, has scored 235 goals in his career. That's kind of nuts. Which is kind of heinous, yeah. I'm looking to see if I can find Jackson Martinez. Oh, yeah. I'm very proud of you for getting Carlos Baca right at the end. That was so hard. I told you, they got progressively that is such a That is such, like, you don't know that player from real life at all. Oh, like, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot think of a single time I've ever, like, seen Carlos Baca that wasn't animated. <laughs> and even, even animated, I only saw him on the transfer market because no one used him. Yeah, but I mean, Everton was pretty fucking good. Dude, he, okay, Milan did some funky shit with him. Because he played 70 mean? games for them, scored 31 goals, and then they sent him on loan. Well, he might have had like 22 goals in his first season and then never scored again. Yeah, but like, that's, no, because he's only there for like two seasons, really. Because he only played um, 15, 16, and 16, 17. Yeah, I guess so. That is Which, true. It's like, kind of heinous. That is kind of dog. Right. But who do they bring in? Didn't they have... In 2018? Had... Uh, Higuain, right? No. Was that Higuain? Uh, no, Higuain played for AC He went from... No, he went from Real to Napoli. No, I know, but he also... Yeah, he went on loan. Oh. So, which... no, was That's a, a hard career. Anyway. Yeah, right. Well, I'm going to get you a set next time. That will be even harder, but you'll know who they are. Phenomenal. Dude, Carlos Baca was a good shout. You, you can't, I like... hate you so much for that. Dude, no, that was... You don't even act like that was in... Dude, I was I mean, looking at a BR report list of underrated ballers. I saw Carlos Baca, and I went, this is the one. Yeah, but it's also so cancerous. Like, to, to think of Carlos Baca, again, I can't remember a single time I thought of Carlos Baca. You see what I'm saying? And the, like, it's some dude that you go, oh, fuck, I know who this guy is since 2006. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, well, I think that pretty much does it, no? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's cover everything we have, so. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate you sticking out this one that's less structured than normal. It's currently pushing our my finals week. Um, so we're, we're probably going to do episodes that are more laid back up until the start of May. When I'm out of school. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Thank you, Bosker, for preparing your topic on uh, Lichtenstein. That was interesting. Never, ever going to use that knowledge in my entire life, but good to know. Hey, at least you have it now. I do have it now, which is I'm just collecting the, collecting the stars. Right, yeah, Pokemon so, cards. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next week, potentially. Um, <laughs> we're just going to start saying that now. Yeah, sure. As as potentially next week, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.